Okay, maybe going a little bit early with the Love Actually theme. It is Thursday, 23rd of December. One more day left of the newsletter before we go on to Marcus Light. L-I-T-E, and we'll do that from Monday onwards. That will include a morning email which will cover the overnight markets any night that the overnight markets are open and also an end-of-day email on the days that the ASX is open. Tomorrow is a half day. The market closes at 2 p.m. Actually, there's a final cross at 2.10 p.m. And then we are breaking until January the 10th and Marcus Light will fill the gap. Right, the good news is we're rolling into the Christmas buffers in fine form record low volumes for the year for this year in the US last night so they are rolling quietly into the buffers as well and this Omicron outbreak whilst popping case numbers around the globe I don't know whether you saw but Sydney cases were up 58% on yesterday today over 5,000 cases and at an exponential growth rate of 58% everybody in New South Wales should have COVID in the next 16 days at which point hopefully we can stop worrying about it. Certainly the stock markets aren't worrying about it. The US market is within 1.3% of its November record high. And it seems whilst case numbers are popping around the globe, stock markets are ignoring it. And that really is the issue for 2022. How much are we going to worry about COVID? And clearly the trend is to worry less. I don't know whether your friends and acquaintances are debating the issue that is dominating the dark pools of opinion at the moment, which is, do you bother with the QR code at Bunnings or that pub you're going to and risk a COVID-positive case shopping at Bunnings or drinking at the same venue on the same day and buggering up your Christmas or not? And there's the trend. We are caring less, not more about COVID as the days go by and the stock market feel is the same. The Omicron outbreak prompted me to cash up a couple of weeks ago. I don't apologize for it. It was the safest option, but it's almost embarrassing now. Overreaction is becoming unfashionable and seems almost weak-minded. So next time we find a new variant, I won't be cashing out so easily and the stock market won't be scared so easily. And so it is that the COVID risk is trending lower despite case numbers trending higher. So the prediction for 2022 is record cases in all Australian states and the stock markets don't flinch. There are only so many times you can scare investors with the same story before we just move on. So moving on from COVID is the central prediction for 2022. Tomorrow, I am writing a final article, which is my predictions for 2022. You probably saw the article yesterday. If you didn't, go to yesterday's newsletter and look at the spy section. And it included a prediction, the the ASX 200 will hit 8,000 by the end of next year and goes on to explain why you might get an education out of that article as well in predictions and why strategists and economy and economists always predict a 9% gain in the market every Christmas for the year ahead. Right, not much going on today. As I say, we're within a smidgen of US market record highs, not so in our market at the moment. Our market's up 
percent so far this calendar year the s p 500 has doubled that up 25 percent serves us right for not having enough tech stocks there were some good consumer confidence and home sales numbers overnight there was also a south african study which says there are reduced risks of hospitalization and severe disease in people infected with omicron compared to delta variant tesla has led the nasdaq up it was up 7.5 percent yesterday elon says he has sold enough I've included a chart in the spy section of the CBOE, which is the Chicago Board of Exchange, which is the US futures market. The CBOE put call ratio, which is number of puts being traded compared to the number of calls. And so it spikes in bad news. So during the pandemic, you'll see on the chart during the initial sell off, it spiked. And then it's used as a bit of a sentiment indicator, a bit like the VIX volatility index. How much fear is there in the market? How many puts are being traded compared to calls? And interestingly, it's traded in a range. We have just hit the top of the bearish range of the last year or so and are coming off. So sentiment is improving at the moment, that line is telling you. The S&P 500 also technically is back above its 50-day moving average. Yawn, so is the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ. And as sentiment improves into Christmas, which is exactly what we want to see, we want a undisturbed Christmas, please. Quiet bull market, please. As that goes on, defensive sectors are underperforming, utilities and staples, and notably consumer discretionary and tech in the U.S., have led the recent rally. A couple of broker pieces in the US overnight. One broker is predicting a snap back in small caps as Omicron fear dissipates. Small caps have performed terribly since the Omicron outbreak. That should reverse, he says, she says. And a bond market strategist has put out a bit of research warning that the yield curve looks like it will invert next year. That basically means that short-term rates will go higher than long-term rates. And that's a reflection of what you might consider to be transient short-term inflation fears popping interest rates in the short term. But the expectation that longer term there will be an economic anemia, which means lower rates longer term. The relevance of this is that the yield curve has inverted or signaled every recession since 1970. It also suggests that the short term or the rising rates that we're likely to see in the short term is going to be short term, in which case the Fed will take a slow and deliberate approach to raising rates. US market closed on Friday, open tonight closed on Friday, our market half day tomorrow as I say, ASX 200 closes at 2pm tomorrow. And then after that, we are on Marcus Light. Right, I've written a long article. In fact, I haven't written it. I have edited an old article and refreshed and renewed it. 10 things that waste your time. Time is, as you'll read in the article, the most precious commodity you can give anybody on Christmas Day. Just turning up is gift enough. And with time being so precious, as an investor, I have written an article about 10 things that waste your time as an investor. It's a bit of a marathon article, but should provide you with something important to read whilst the in-laws are bashing around your house this holiday. A reason to ignore them. You can read the article in full in the newsletter today or on the website. Right, portfolios, no changes to portfolios. I really don't want activity before we go into the holiday, which is why I've got no new ideas. Well, I have got some ideas today, you'll see. 
but I'm trying not to add or change portfolios or set us up for activity running into the holiday. We all need a holiday. Uh, in the portfolio section today, I've written some of the stock issues for the next year. First one, main one is, will it be a bull market or do we have to fear a correction? What I can tell you about that is you take that fear one day at a time. There is no point fearing a correction or even predicting a correction until it starts. So until then, relax. The market is performing nicely going into the holiday and you should comfortably ignore it unless alerted otherwise. The other big question, of course, is COVID. Will we have moments of paranoia about it or will it bore us into irrelevance? Also, a big factor for big stocks is, is this iron ore price bounce going to continue? what are the Chinese going to do with steel making next year? And on that basis, especially for income focused retirees, are resources a place or a sector to load up on for income next year? At this point, it looks like a small yes. Also, another big stock, CSL, made an acquisition in the last couple of weeks, dropped 8% or so. A big debate for fund managers, maybe not for you, is whether that is an opportunity to buy CSL. It suddenly bounced this week. Also, the banks, the other big sector, is that going to go anywhere after the recent re-rating or is it going to be relegated to an income sector again without much share price growth after this period of recovery? My gut feel is that the banks have had their re-rating and they will be quiet, boring, reliable income stocks again. Let's hope so. On the growth themes, electric vehicles, is that going to continue to be a slow burn theme or burnout? I think it's going to be a slow burn theme. One of the easiest predictions for the year ahead if we're going to do that, play that game, is that whatever themes or trends are in place at the moment will continue to be themes and will continue to trend. That is the safest prediction in the stock market at any time. So I think you can continue to assume electric vehicles are going to be a slow burn theme. Other issues, does ESG matter? It was a big theme this year. Will climate change be taken more or less seriously? Interesting, there's an index, ECO is the code, of clean energy, which took off when Biden got elected. That and that index, clean energy index in the US, is down 30% this year against the S&P 500, up 25%. So climate change has its moments. It seems its peak is past. Let's see what happens next year. And the other debate, of course, is what X factor could destroy the market. I'll throw in a few guesses tomorrow. On the ideas portfolio, we've only got two holdings at the moment. They're looking reasonably comfortable. Bank of Queensland and Domino's. Domino's doing a little bit better. Also on the ideas today, I've just pointed out on the electric vehicles or lithium stocks, they're in favour again today. Pilbara Minerals and Mineral Resources, which we added to the Forever portfolio recently, both doing well in the last few days. Syrah Resources, SYR, one of Tom's picks, he did a buy, hold, sell a while ago, very well timed, is up 23% on a graphite deal with Tesla today. And also Rio has spent $825 million on a lithium project in Argentina, which further legitimizes the focus on future commodities by the big players. I've also written a little paragraph on Poseidon Nickel. It's a stock I hold PA, which means personal account. It's my slow burn electric vehicle or nickel trade. Had some drill results this week. 
and an update on the Black Swan restart. That seems to have put a foundation under the share price for the last few days anyway. It's eating through a lot of stock on the offer at the moment. There are a couple of upgrades around from Morgan's and there was another broker as well this morning upgrading it. And finally, I've just written about Playtech. I was trying to buy Playtech at 58 cents back in October. And the day I asked to buy it, I have to ask permission from the compliance department. The day I asked for permission, it went into a trading halt, had results and popped 20%, went from 58 cents, closed that day at 70 cents. I didn't buy it. This week it got back to 76 cents. I had a good think about it. Two days later, it's 96 cents. That's the sort of stock that sits on our watch list in the ideas section. Still haven't bought it, maybe in the next market sell-off. But no changes to the ideas portfolio today. As I say, I don't want to be adding anything at this stage in the game. Right, that's about it for today. One more day to go and we can all relax, go on holiday, snuggle up on the sofa and watch our favourite films. Make my wish come